Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. Hooray! And we're here for episode 331. Holy! Ooh, we must need some repairs. Balls. <laughs> well, if you do need repairs, Ames, I've got just the thing. Hell yeah! Because today we're discussing uh, Dead Stop and A Night in Sickbay. In Dead Stop, those repairs we mentioned, so the Enterprise uh, is still kind of uh, floating around without all of its uh, bits working correctly because they got their shit shot off by the Romulans. Continuity! And they're like, oh, we have no warp. It's going to take us the rest of, it's going to take 3,000 years to get to Jupiter. What are we going to do? We're in the Delta Uh, Quadrant and uh... (laughs) (laughs) we're never going to, but there's coffee in that nebula. Oh, remember that? Remember that show? That was a good show. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh... (laughs) Anyway, they send out a distress signal and they receive a kind of garbled message back from who they think might be the Tellarites, who viewers new to the show uh, may not know are a horrifying pig race with really empty eyeballs sockets in their masks. Uh, They look great in TOS. But they get this garbled message and they seem to be sending coordinates or information about a repair station nearby. So they're like, well, that sounds good. And they fly over and it's like totally automated. There's nobody there at all. The ship, the station like scans them and like, you know, is like, oh, yeah, we can fix your effed up ship and you can uh, pick how you pay. And it was like, you know, 300 Quatloos, your little dog, too, or uh, or some plasma, uh, uh, some warp plasma. Would access to my OnlyFans page work? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we could talk about it later. <laughs> uh, so they decide to do the 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 warp plasma, and the ship starts, you know, being repaired by this station. And that there is a a warning that you know when they're repairing each station, you have to or each part of the ship rather, you have to stay away from those parts, or else you're gonna die. And that would be fine. Everybody would just be really chill and cool, except that. The station seems to be playing tricks on them because Mayweather gets a call from Archer, question mark, being like, hey, uh, Mayweather, buddy, why don't you uh, come to uh, section one? And he's like, but isn't that being worked on right now? And Archer's like, yeah. And he's like, but doesn't that, aren't we not supposed to do that? And Archer's like, no, it's fine, buddy. Don't worry about it. Would I lie to you? It's me, Captain Uncle Dad. Let's go. So Mayweather does. And soon, soon thereafter, he's discovered dead <gasps> enterprise has claimed its first victim and honestly all it uh you know t- uh, to skip the drama mayweather's not dead but a- as it happened i was sitting there and i was fuming i was like are you telling me that the first person you actually kill in this show is mayweather I was really mad. But Kel Surprise, uh, it is not, in fact, Mayweather. It's a weird copy that the station made. And they're like, well, shit, we got to find the real Mayweather. And so uh, Trip has noticed that, like, there is no way that there is room enough for, like, a huge-ass computer that would be able to do all that this station seems to be able to do. But he does know, like, roughly where it seems like their power's coming from. So they bust into that. And in there, on in a bunch of, like medical beds with wires and all kinds of horrible shit are a whole bunch of aliens and Mayweather. So they detach Mayweather and they're like, well, fuck this. Our ship's repaired. Let's blow this mother up. 
And they do, and they fly away, but as they do, we see the station begin to repair itself. No doubt to continue its terrifying reign of terror. terror. <laughs> but using what power? God damn it! Yeah, really, what did they have? Backup tiny aliens? Yeah, that must be it. Oh, you know what it is? It's, uh, you remember those nano, nano, uh, what are those little things that everybody liked so much? The, um... Nanobots? But the, uh, nice. Yeah, exocomps, exocomps. Oh, that's, the exocomps. That's the one yeah. I was thinking of, yep. yep. Actually, so. there was a prop this week. Oh, I think it was in the next episode that looked like an exocomp. Maybe. Yeah, but it, it turns out it was no, something I think it was this one. Like, was it the thing working on Reed's leg? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the machine working on Reed's leg. It, to me, I, I wonder if they did just, like, upturn the exocomp prop and paint it silver because it looked very exocompy right i totally forgot that reed was also damaged and that the station was like nbd we can fix that because reed was supposed to be like out of commission for weeks but uh the station could fix him up in like a half hour the station specifically says though we believe we can repair your tactical officer's leg not not his mind though he is Mm. he is so broken (laughs) that poor boy I wonder if everyone else on the on the ship who's got like a paper cut or something, like stations like, hey, I can fix this guy and this I'll fix everyone up. But it'll be like this side of Paradise Planet with everybody regrowing their appendices and shit. Well, I got to <laughs> tell you that depending on where the paper cut is, that can be a pretty serious malady and it won't heal. And you get like salt in it and it Ugh, hurts. And, or lime, so say, lime yeah. juice every oh, yeah. time. Lemon juice, lime juice. Because every time I get a paper cut, I'm immediately drawn to cutting up and squeezing citruses with my bare hand. I don't know how mm. that happens, but every time. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, did everybody pick up on the voice of the computer on the space station? Well, I, I, I read about it beforehand. Because I knew this was a directed by Roxanne Dawson affair. And I guess they actually like hired an actual voice actress to do the voice of the station. But then Berman's like, hey, Roxanne, since you're here, you should just do it yourself because you're around. And and she was like, yeah, but this is kind of like Dreadnought where I voiced a computer that talked to people and people are going to recognize my voice. And you know what? I think she made it a very distinct voice. So good on her. Yeah, yeah I had no idea. So. Enterprise has has made a habit of just having actors from the other series pop up <laughs> as as guests. So yeah, Ethan uh, Phillips, what are you doing here? Yeah, I was to say like having Neelix and Odo show up was much less jarring than Roxanne Dawson's voice. That was less jarring. No, no. The, Did l- you Roxanne mean more Dawson's j- voice? I, whatever. Yes. Okay. yes. The thing I meant to say is what <clears throat> I should have said. Yeah. It's- um, because I remember even listening, like, because I'd spotted her name as the director, and I listened. I was like, is that her? And I meant to look into it and then completely forgot. So there was enough doubt in my mind that I wasn't like, oh, that's definitely, mm. it's definitely her. So It didn't even occur to me. I'm a bad fan. Or she's uh, just that good an actress. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Roxanne. Can I call I, you Roxanne? I love this station, though. The station's cool. The whole cool. concept of it, and uh, like it's just, I, I'm glad we don't get a firm answer. Mm-hmm. There's know, a novel. Like, don't worry. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Novels don't count. Wow. They never did, which is nice. Wow. Like once upon a time in Star Wars, novels counted. Now I don't know if they do. I don't care. They never counted with Star Trek. Like mm. every novel, it was like yeah, fucking do whatever because these don't count anyway. Um, Except for a stitch in time, right? Oh, that one's canon. That one Anything Andy Robinson count. says is, is canon. That is the one exception to the rule. He could choose to talk about something that happened in real life. It's like, yes, this is also Star Trek, Andrew. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually I, I love this episode. This is this love. Is, this Interesting. Is, yeah, I think this is a really good episode. I think, you know, it's just it's it's weird space shit. Yeah. And, you know, this this is like uh, like a TOS style episode. And it's just like we're in space. There's some weird shit. We're not going to get a full explanation of what it is or who did it. It's just there's some weird shit. It's going to maybe kill your crew. Yeah, I think, you know, the the only note, like the only improvement I might suggest here would be have like other crew disappearing throughout the episode. Oh, make it horror. Like, like, huh. Oh, where's where crewman fuckface was supposed to be down here. I don't know where he went, you know, and, you know, and then maybe crewman fuckface. Yeah. And then, you know, it's only when they find Mayweather's body that they're like, uh, huh. (laughs) Yeah. Weird that like four fucking people have died mysteriously while we're at this station by wandering into off limits areas and then Flox puts two and two together and I didn't even mind Flox in this episode. That's how that's how good this was. I was like Flox is like doing actual medical stuff and and has a good explanation and helps solve it and it's like, Oh great, good job, Flox. And he doesn't even have to genocide anybody. Doesn't have to genocide anybody. I mean, he didn't try at all to save the other people. Oh yeah. No, it wasn't his responsibility. Well, that's not a genocide. They're all different races. Their their organs <laughs> had already shut down, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, they, made, they 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 like they like they you hand know, waved it away it, like uh, it off. Yeah. Oh, they were far too gone. To <laughs> I be like saved. that. I like that. Supposedly, yeah. Well, supposedly evolution wanted that other group of people mm. to die as well. So <gasps> I, I don't know if Flox yes. is. Uh, just saying, he's sort of an unreliable narrator. Yeah. I, I didn't. I guess uh, Danubrians or whatever the fuck he's called don't Denobulans. have the uh, yeah that they don't have the Hippocratic Oath or definitely not. <laughs> I didn't spot it myself, but I, I know that supposedly somewhere in there is a Cardassian. Oh, I didn't see mm. a Cardassian. Oh, I saw a I Klingon. Wish... And did you also oh, yes, see I saw the, Klingon. the little model of Nomad on Mayweather's desk? Yeah, I did. I said we well only because I knew it was there, but yes. I, also well, I, didn't actually, have you, I didn't make you go back and be like, is that it? Is oh, that, that it there? Is that why I know? I don't remember. I well, just remember noticing it when we were watching it. It's specifically the one based on the like pre-crash blueprints, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's right, not right. like the Tanru yeah, hybrid. what they would think Nomad looks like. Right, right. So, uh, nerds. Yeah, that's one again. I spotted it, but only because I remembered that at some point it was seen. Like, I didn't know it was this episode specifically, but once I saw it, I was like, oh, there it is. I remember reading about and, this. Like, in a in a weird kind of fun way, it's it's a little um, it's a little bit of a foreshadowing about the station, right? Because it's a yeah. it's a machine that kind of goes nuts and kills people. Mm, this unit is perfect. I kind of like what I like to imagine is that this really was something set up altruistically, and it probably had like a normal computer core. Hmm. Just a super advanced one that would have fit in there and fine. And it's just, it's just been working for so long it's gone nuts? Well, that basically at some point it started to break down and realized it couldn't repair itself with what it had access to. Oof. And so started taking drastic measures. I can get behind that. Well, well yeah. So it was using, it was basically you the plot of The Matrix. Right. If The Matrix wasn't stupid. <clears throat> I'm not saying that The Matrix is stupid because I really like The Matrix, but the... What the machines do is stupid. Yes. They use the pu- in the Matrix, they're using the humans for their Battery. puny amounts of electrical and energy, which 
wouldn't even equal the amount of energy you have to put into the humans to keep them alive. But go solar we'll, machines. We'll stop. We'll, well, they they, they blotted out because the humans blotted us. Yeah, they stupid they humans. That. <laughs> yeah, but the machines use fusion. The, that's what that's what the humans are doing apparently. Yeah. So in this case, though, the the machine is using the humans or the the aliens, the people for their brain processing cap- capability which mm. makes a way more sense like spock's than... brain oh my god these are those people Kara <laughs> and her people the the i think i wrote it down even the i i'm orgs i'm orgs yes sure. definitely them or the people we saw in fight or flight because they also liked hooking people up to tubes and shit mm. yeah well, they were Hoshi walks their, in on their their pituitary juice or whatever I also, um, for a split second, but I realized it wouldn't make any sense that this maybe was some sort of early experiment by the caretaker, but... No, mm. yeah, it has it has echoes of that. But just having people in bed, he's not really studying them that much, so it no. doesn't make a ton of sense. I don't think sense. the caretaker was particularly malicious. This thing, this thing's clearly yeah. an asshole. Yeah, yeah, do no, we I, think this thing put out that signal that says, oh yeah, I'm a Tellerite, and I totally give five stars to Repair Station Death? Um, well, I also wonder if it was if like the Tellarites because we didn't get the full message. It could have very well been, I well, we can't help you, but whatever you do, don't go here. Stay <laughs> the fuck away. I mean, the thing is, the impression I'm under is that it's probably known in the area. It's this mysterious thing, and no one has ever really sat down and compared notes. And everyone gone, hey, we all lose a person whenever we go mm. there. Yeah, that's a good point because if it weren't for the little parasites that mayweather had flocks would have never put it together that he was not actually dead they would have just left yeah nope, typical mayweather always put, putting his dick and things in the electric room so it's yeah it's a it's a it's a good coincidence that there were these parasites that he had that, that... yeah that was quite clever yeah that that was one thing though it was like enterprise don't don't try to give us personality for Mayweather via a story from Hoshi. Oh, God, yeah. One of his practical jokes. It's like, Since fucking when? Mayweather, the practical joker (laughs) of the NX-1. We all know that. Actually, the the biggest character development (laughs) he's got so far is when we first see him, he's got his shirt off, and it's like, Jesus Christ, Mayweather is jacked. (laughs) Why hasn't he been in the decon room rubbing gel on himself? What kind of show is this? Because then they'd have to <laughs> let him go on away missions. Oh, you're right. But also, a maybe show he could most... just be the gel applier, and he always just does himself too while he's in there. Look, mm. this show is. He 90... can apply my gel. <laughs> because this show is ninety, let's say eight percent about the male gaze. Well, the mm. straight male gaze. They're only allowing Trip to occasionally be eye candy for everyone else. Two is too many. They've already well, picked. Uh, but, but Archer but also... sometimes gets his shirt off. Guys, let's, let's just be let's just be clear. Appreciating the the figure of a man as a man is completely straight because it's really just like yeah, big muscly man. Well, it's yes, not at I'm, all gay. It's not at all gay. It's uh, very straight. But but also, I'm I'm just saying that I feel like the producers of this show consider any kind of appreciation inherently sexual because they are children. And I'm just saying that I think if you're a man and you don't find trip to trip attractive, that's gay. <laughs> I follow this. I follow this Thank explicitly. You. Ames, Ames gets it. <laughs> Here's another question I had, just because maybe it's because the timing worked out in such a way that I'm reading re- more into this than I should. So Reed and Trip decide, you see this gift horse? Let's look at its fucking mouth. Uh, 
<laughs> Let's crawl on through tubes and shit because we can, because we're curious about this computer situation, even though we really shouldn't, but there apparently no one told us not to. Morons. And the station beams them back where they belong, you know, not in its innards. And it's at that moment that it decides to lure Mayweather to his... to wherever it is they bring Mayweather. So are they connected or am I connecting things that aren't there? I don't think so. I think it was always going to ex- exact payment in blood. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate they had those scenes happen simultaneously because it does make it feel like they're connected, yeah. which again... Like, oh, you think you can do that? Well, watch what I can do. Like, the implication what? of the room at the end is just that this is... And maybe it doesn't even do it with every single ship, you know? Because then it would realize, eh, word might get around. But... What perplexes me, though, is that the station could have had two freebies if it had just killed Mayweather, or uh, just killed Reed and, and Trip. Yeah. Yeah, they did crawl on in there. Because then Archer would just be like, God fucking damn it, these fucking morons got themselves killed going where they shouldn't belong, and uh, not, not not much else to it. Well, it also could have just beamed copies of them to somewhere on Enterprise if it really <gasps> Those wanted. Those are copies of Trip and Reed. Holy shit. McCoy is a plant being. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, though, real chutzpah there on Reed going back the second time to lead the way. Because, like, maybe Mm. this time it would have beamed him into space. (laughs) Been like, wait, you would. Yeah, okay. You know what? Fuck you, kid. But it did just fix his leg, so. True, true. It's like, "Ah, I'm not going to put all that work to make that work pointless. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, Trip mostly just had a technology boner. As soon as he saw that replicator, he was he's like, I got to get me one of those. And Reed is just so excited to have a friend that he'll go along with any stupid idea Trip has. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. There's another little bit of continuity because this this whole week for us is the, hey, we're going to pay off things that started in previous episodes for reasons. The squeak in Archer's floor was back. You mentioned ages ago that we were going to get payoff on that. I forgot it was this. Yeah. So, assumably, the repair station fixed the squeak. Or added more squeaks just because fuck you, Archer. (laughs) Well, it's also like they they remind us twice kind of in this episode that the trip's not great at his job because (laughs) he was supposed to fix the squeak and he was supposed to repaint this place where he scratched the hull. Oh, from the uh, from the uh, premiere. Broken bow. From the pilot. Let's be fair. That's like the repainting the hull has got to be like the lowest like item on his list. Yeah, but they had mm. that episode where no one had anything to do. We're so bored. Bleh. We've watched yeah, all of Netflix. You probably can't go painting the hull while you're at warp. Probably get really dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Just uh do what they did in that episode uh uh, where they used the uh, shuttle doors to like uh, keep a blast off. My Maybe if God. you just secure yourself to the hull with one of those things. I've got you'd... this cardboard shield. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Archer, man. You know what is actually? Even the station couldn't fix the squeak. So what he did was added a second squeak. That was the exact audio opposite thing. <laughs> they cancel each other out. Mm, noise noise canceling uh, squeaks. squeaks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, maybe that's why actually uh, it killed Mayweather's because it was so enraged at a, a problem it couldn't fix that it just had to take its revenge. <laughs> that tracks. C- C- Captain, are you sure? Of course I am. Captain, can you prove it's you? Fuck Vulcans. Be right there, sir. Yep, that's him. <laughs> Definitely him. 
Can you prove it to you? Oh, wait. Is this Mayweather? Shit, I thought I was calling Trip. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's the captain. (laughs) Oh, Oh, poor Mayweather. Yeah, Archer did say, like, oh, yeah, Mayweather, uh, I was supposed to have breakfast with him. It's like, Jesus, do you have a a rotating schedule of who you force breakfast onto with everybody in your goddamn crew? Probably. Well, maybe I, think, it's, I think that's actually true. I think it's like uh It's his check-in meeting, you know? Yeah. Well, I also I just imagine, you know, it's a small ship and you know, relatively speaking with the number of crew. Um, what is it? Like in the 40s? Yeah, it's like 40 something. Okay, okay, okay. So it makes sense that, you know, Archer would want to have like one-on-one interaction with each of the crew members. So th- he's probably just working his way down the list. I think they said 80 a few weeks ago, didn't they? No, I don't think so. I thought it was 40 something. Yeah, I thought it was 40 something. It's fucking I, tiny I can't either prove way. Why. I had no idea either way, so I'm sort of at the mercy of you guys to remember. <laughs> Let's split the difference and say 60. There we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can't tell if you guys are looking like it up. F- memory Alpha? I think that would be the very first thing on Memory Alpha, but it's not. Uh, uh, Google brought up a highlight from the page. It's 83, according to Memory Alpha. Oh, oh lies. Why did I think it was 40 something? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this was the half of the crew that went on shore leave in two days oh, and two maybe nights. That's where I got there it we from. go. Anyway, one other thing in my notes toward the end when Archer like, like decides to blow up the station because he's mad at it, um, <laughs> and and Malcolm's like, "Oh, it hasn't blown up yet," and Archer starts explaining explosions to Malcolm, and it's like, "Dude, he knows. Malcolm's fine." Well, see, this is a little different, though. Malcolm knows bombs left, right, and center. This is a specific, like, plasma leak. I just thought Archer was very presumptuous. No, it's true. I don't know, though. If this thing's going around kidnapping people and matrixing them, maybe kerploding it is justified. Yeah. It's a sentient being. Is it? It's a malicious robot. Beep boop. (laughs) Save the robots. What if it was a not malicious space station that collided with another space station? Ah. Oh my god. Then you gotta talk it into killing itself. This Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing this episode had missing. It's like if this were Kirk, he would have talked the the thing oh, yeah. into like letting them go. Yep. But where it's Archer's just like blow it up. Read, do your thing. Let's be fair. That also might have been Janeway's solution. No, Janeway's solution would have been to self-destruct the yeah, ship it's true, it's inside true. Yes. The, the space station <laughs> in order to destroy the space station. Then they convince her, Let, let's get away from it and blow it up some other way, ma'am. This is the thing that made Nomad. Ah. The two things crashed into each other, floated into this thing's array, and it went, what the f- uh, Here we go. I don't Weird. actually believe that, but it's a fun thought. Sure. I want to meet the people that breathe liquid helium or hydrogen or whatever the hell it was previously uh, mm. configured for. But that's an interesting species. Yeah, like species 8472. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this is a very simple one when you come down to it. Like, there's not like giant guest stars that come and shake things up. It's just, hey, remember how we it utterly destroyed the ship last week? We shouldn't just have it be magically fixed next week. Because that doesn't yeah, no, make any sense. Nope, and I appreciate that they did that. It's like, wow, look at that. You're actually acknowledging, like, the reality of the situation you created. Yeah, you know how we impaled Reed's fucking leg and Flox's reaction was, let's put worms in it? Oh, yeah. He was saying he didn't want him to do any more. It's always, um... Oh regular blood worm or whatever? Yeah, regular blood worms, yeah. Every time. You see, that's an interesting thing. So they ha- he had the regular blood worms... And then later in the episode, it's blood parasites is how they 
identify oh, yeah. Yeah. Mayweather's body. It almost feels like they had meant to make it Reed be the one getting killed. And mm. then they were like, yeah, we better just let Mayweather, Mayweather do something. <laughs> um, it's in his rider. Because, because it would have made more sense from, from like, they wouldn't have had to contrive, a, oh, this thing that happened off screen where he got infected with these parasites. You know, they could have just been like, huh, I put regular bloodworms in there and they should still be alive even if he got electrocuted. Yeah, because they do mention that one is still wriggling around in there. Ugh. I think that also they may have just realized there's no one else on the ship. Trip realistically could have talked into his idiot scheme with him. Hmm. Yeah, like oh, she's anyone. like hecking no. Yeah, Mayweather. Yeah, but would. then they could. But then yeah. But then going back to the, the how how it was written, they could have just had it be instead of being transported from back to the bridge. They have like Reed get electrocuted or something. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, true. While they're sneaking around, and they think, and then they get beamed back. Yeah. Ah, but they they beam back a spare. So yeah, I I do. Yeah, I like this one. I'll I'll admit it maybe had a little less impact the second time around since I already knew kind of the the twist. But it's still very solid. Yeah, I I like this one. Um, Yeah. Not perfect, but by Enterprise standards, I liked it. And and like I said, I think, you know, it's a a good return to form in the sense of, you know, this, this this has that feeling of exploration and finding weird space shit which has yeah. kind of been missing yeah i wish there was a little less hand wavy at the end like oh they were all too brain corroded to bother saving so we didn't I, if there yeah. were like some kind of an effort i would have loved to see that but we had to watch trip eat several catfish instead <laughs> but yeah so far i would say season two of enterprise doing pretty good but then oh Oh, one night in sick bay. Oh boy! This was a season one ass episode. Tell us about it, Caitlin. Season one of which series? This That's a series. Great question. Thank you Sorry. for that beautiful segue. So, in a night in sick bay, we're once again hanging out with the Cretassins and have uh, apparently pissed them off again. These are the fuckmouth people. The fuckmouth people? You fuck like you eat with your oh, mouth. Gross. Oh God! Right, right. Yowza. But more importantly, we are going to have a really long, gratuitous, three-way plus a dog uh, decon gel uh, shot where we're doing a conga line massage train of decon. Quite gross. Wicked wicked hot. And fucking Porthos is just slathered in this shit. (laughs) It's actually kind of ridiculous. But the decon is, uh, you know, it works out for our our humans, but Porthos has gotten some kind of pathogen virus thing and the doctor is like uh oh the doctor wow no not the doctor Phlox is like uh i'm gonna have to hold on to your pooch there for a while buddy he's got some he's got the sick and he gets progressively sicker as the episode gets goes on and when the news is brought to archer's attention that the cretassins have once again been offended He's like, yeah, well, fuck them. I sent them the schematics about my dog, and they still let him get sick. What the fuck? And that's basically Archer's attitude for the whole episode. So he switches between being really angry at the Cretassins and being really sad about Porthos. Oh, and being really, really horny about T'Pol, apparently. Apparently. Because because this week, Phlox is like, uh... Hey, you seem kind of tense. You bang recently? I noticed you think that uh, T'Pol's pretty hot. And Archer's like, I never really thought about it before. But now he's thinking about it. And 
they're going to talk about it, kinda. What we find out, too, is that the reason why the Kratassans are mad now is apparently, while Porthos was on planet with Archer for no fucking reason, he did a tinkle on one of their sacred trees, and they are demanding an apology for this slight, which I guess I don't blame them. I wouldn't yeah, want anybody pissing, tree. On my, pissing on my sacred tree. Like, if someone peed on your gravestone, you wouldn't be like, that's fine. I don't know. But good news. Everything turns out fine. Porthos is fine. Apologies happen, and uh, we don't have to watch T'Pol and Archer make out, thank God. The Only end. in their dreams. Gross. Uh, Barf. I have a problem. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> well, this isn't necessarily with this episode, but it's something that it's an issue that this episode has brought to light for me. The decon chamber. Uh-huh. We all know it. We love it. Do they're we? always in their underwear when they're in there. They must have the most contaminated buttholes, taints, penises, ball sacks, and vaginas, titties, like all the area, because they're not decon, like they're not decontaminating the areas that probably need it the most, if we're being honest here. True. So what the fuck, decon room? What the fuck? I want to see some taint. I want- it's like, hey, hey, to Paul, can you, can you get my b-hole? I can't reach it. <laughs> yes, you can reach it yourself, Archer. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to say if this were a show not on UPN, they would be fully naked. Oh, yeah. If this was like Lex, <laughs> would have been completely nude. Yeah. Well, or like, you know, the only reason we have the decon chamber is so that we can periodically see T'Pol in a, in a, in a low-cut shirt covered in goo a shirt that goes only like between one top of boob and most of the way down the other the next boob Mm -hmm. and that's it because if this were fucking realistic it would be like every other decon scene from any movie where it's not sexy at all and you just like walk in naked and get blasted with some kind of gas or spray or something yeah no there has to be sensuous rubbings three-way rubbings also i i don't know i don't know what logical underwear is but i know it's not what she wears no there's something about her underwear that bothers me i again i don't know what it should be i i do not know what logical underwear would look like but this ain't it boy shorts i bet but she's got like underwear that her ass is still hanging halfway out of And the other thing is the top, which isn't underwear. It's just like a tank top that, again, is all under boob. It's not a bra. She's not wearing a bra. There's no bras in space. Well, yeah, that's what they got. That's what they got. No, wait, that's anti-gravity. Never mind. I was going to say, I was going to say they don't need it. But they have artificial gravity, not not anti-gravity. But if they didn't have the artificial gravity, everybody's tits would be up. You know? (laughs) My boobs are so much firmer. I mean, I'm sure if if you're a well-endowed person because i guess it would apply equally to to balls and cock as well but if you have large (laughs) flappy accoutrements on your body you're gonna want support in space well you'll notice the the men are wearing um oh yeah they're wearing like briefs yeah like like they're they're contained the the women are getting no such help no no it's it's becoming a problem You okay, Caitlin? No. <laughs> you know what else, actually? Before we get to, like, the it genuinely, like, just fucking God save me thing, something I noticed that annoyed me clothing-wise, these uniforms are jumpsuits. 
very clearly, very plainly. There's no, like, pretending they're not. Right. At the end, Archer is in pants. And at first, I'm like, all right, he just brought a pair of just pants. But they still have all, like, the little zips and details, like the bottom half of the jumpsuit. But it's not yeah, that, Yeah, like, that is bizarre. Maybe yeah, those are their, uh, those are their, like, recreation clothes, like their gym pants. Then why not use a different design to yeah, show like, that they're gym pants? It was well, like I don't they, know, because... Like, they would have gone through more effort to make a pair of just pants that look like the bottom half of the jumpsuit than to just put him in, like, yeah, just a pair yes. of blue slacks or something. It was weird. Hoop skirt. Yeah, that whole little ritual he had to do seemed a little, I don't know, culturally charged, I guess. Have, having him dressed in, like, the beads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, it's a oh, look how backwards we, what these what people doing? are. Are we doing? Are we doing like a, a code of honor thing here? Or? Well, hopefully I mean, there's some. Hopefully, some white aliens will show up and give them culture. That's like, to their yeah. credit, and who knows? Maybe it's just because I don't have the education. But at least it didn't feel like, oh, I see what actual culture you're ripping off. This just felt yeah. like we made up something. We, you know, it's chainsaws it's an, are funny. <clears throat> it's an old tradition. Old cultures across the globe love beads, so we're not doing any particular culture if we have beads. There we go. Beads and chainsaws. Why do they have a chainsaw? Is that a medical they chainsaw? Gotta slice, they they got to slice their tree log and arrange it in a special way. Yeah, I guess they, they didn't necessarily bring it themselves. Yeah. But fucking, okay, so Archer is a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. And how did nobody stop him? Because the, the Kratassans, our previous encounter with these people, we caused great offense, right? And we barely, like... We needed their help because they put a jizz monster on our ship. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, we barely got out of there. And now we're, we've we're gone to their planet to try and make amends and create form of friendship. And we know they're fucking touchy. We barely understand their language. Hoshi's kind of getting it now. No one eat in front of them. Nobody eat in front of them. They're f the, if you... They they are completely unreasonable people. If you do anything wrong in front of them, they'll storm out. They'll call you an asshole and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> and Archer's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring my fucking dog with me. Yeah, that, that's just utterly, utterly foolish. And then either not watch where he goes and pees, or just watches him pee on sacred trees. Well, he, I mean, in his defense, he probably had no idea the trees were sacred. It doesn't matter. No, no, he's, I know, I know. He should know at this point in the show. Like, I get it. First season, they're playing this whole, oh, Archer's in over his head. Humans don't know what the fuck they're doing in space. At this point, he's had enough first contact experience that he should know, especially what he already knows about these people. You don't fuck around. You do it proper. You know, if you got to get beads and cut a log, do it. Don't bring your fucking dog, asshole. Leave the dog on the ship. Oh, but the dog needs some fresh air once in a while. Go to a different planet. Go somewhere else with the dog. Give the dog fresh air somewhere else. Or better yet, he should have just left the dog at home. Let's be real, okay? This is no place for a dog. Yeah, but we saw what happened when uh, Janeway left her dog at home. That's Mark. Her fiancé married somebody else. Her fiancé married no, somebody else and is put fine, it down. And her puppies are great. Yeah, I, I with this episode, it's just like, is there a way everyone can lose? Because like, yeah, Mostly Archer's, us for watching this. Because Archer's mm. being Archer in like the most season one way possible. Admittedly, at least for once, the point is he realizes he's being a dick. It just takes him forever. But also, 
Fuck these guys. They are, I know I've bitched about it for years. I cannot stand self-righteous people in this show because they're always just so uptight. You've got to do everything their way, but they get to be as rude to everyone else as they see fit. And it's just always exhausting. Like, is there a way? You know, I hope you find out 50 years later, there was something in Porthos's pee and all the trees fucking died. Don't take this out on the Kratassans. They just have a different culture than you, and Archer doesn't do it right. Mm. I still think they're uh, yeah. Like And then... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's... I think they're the racists. You know, I think they are unwilling to tolerate... Because, like... Here's what we know from Star Trek. The majority of species, as far as we can tell, have no problem with just eating out in the open. And I feel like it's, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Eating out in the open or eating Ooh, out in the open? <laughs> yeah. I was saying, like, there's no way they haven't encountered it before. They've, they've got to, like, I don't know. If you're this tetchy, don't talk to people if you can't understand them. Just be like, you know what? We're going to leave. Just Yeah, but Archer forces you to off. talk to him every, yeah, every time. Archer, Archer doesn't take no for an answer when it comes to first contact. I think they're looking. They strike me as the kind of people who want to be insulted so they can get haughty. Uh, I you have one those, guy to those, base this those, on, Chris. Those uppity Kratassans, is that it? They're Fox News yes, the planet. exactly. They are Boomer the planet. Um, but they give great head. That's That's what I'm hearing here. What? Because that's how they fuck. Like, that's that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, oh, oh they get, okay. They're probably pretty good at it, right? Yeah, you know what I'm Archer, hmm. being the worst, but so are they. Like, again, if there's a way they could all lose, I'd have been so happy. Well, instead, we all lost. Yes, yes, yeah. as yeah, Ames said. We did. Oh, wait, Ames already made that joke. Damn it. But, but yeah, no, we did. Because the thing is, as long we've been going on for several minutes about the Kratassans, and they're the best thing about the episode. Fucking flocks, man. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my Fuck God. Flocks. Fuck that man. Not in the fun way. It's like everyone's regressed this episode. They've been making so much progress for a few episodes. and Yeah, and mm. then they decided, oh, we need to do some episode that's going to be pretty cheap for some reason, and I'm not sure why. It's You just started the new season. You've got, you've got the budget again. All right, but okay, sure. They had a fucking CGI bat for several minutes. Oh, my that God, for bat. way too long. It was a cute bat, though. I'll give him that. The bat was like it was bat. cute. It I was very cute. Of course it was cute. But, but the whole bat. scene of chasing the bat around was went on a while. Yeah. Also, why why did we need not one, but two horrifying flocks body horror movies? We did not. Like, I, our moments. I really didn't need to see him, like, scraping his tongue. And well, I, He had a date with a Kratassin, so, you know. <laughs> oh, God. That's that, okay, I give Jake well, that one. It's it's only going to be disappointing to the Kratassin then. I'm sure he has not had nearly as much experience. But yeah, like also, it's just mating as them. It's so rude. Like I I understand you're a different cult, you're a different person, but someone is in your sick bay trying to sleep. How do you not understand? I shouldn't be doing loud things while someone's in my sick bay trying to sleep. How do your patients fucking get better? Right, that's the thing because it's it's. All right, if it was like Archer had to stay over at Flox's pad for the night and and Flox was doing weird shit, okay, that's that's like a funny trope, right? But Flox is a fucking doctor who has allegedly patients that like <laughs> have to sleep in sick bay. We've seen it many times. Does he always act like an asshole at night when they're sleeping? I I hate to do this, but I'm going to defend Flox. Oh, oh, God, no. no. But in a way that I think, Ames, even you can get behind. Nope, not going to get behind it. <laughs> Archer kind of foisted himself onto Flux. You know, like he was, he kept being like, you can wait in your room. 
there's alarms. I will tell you if something happens. But Archer doesn't, like, you know, I don't think he gets that it's not that Archer doesn't trust him. It's that Ar Archer is attached to Borthos. He doesn't understand the human-like connection to one's pet. So, so you like, think Flox just always scrapes his tongue and does his toenails in the middle of sickbay? When, not, not when he has a patient, normally, no. But Archer's oh, not so a he patient. Was he was saving it for, th like, this was his this was his me night, and Archer invaded it. Kind of, yeah. Like, this is something that normally he was going to do anyway. And it's like, well, okay. look, Archer, I tried to tell you, but... Yeah, but I don't know how I feel about him uh, using personal, you know, doing these personal errands or whatever while he's uh, on company time. Well, And it's I unhygienic, mean, too, to oh, do yeah, this Oh, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Bay. His toenails looked... Uh, I was gagging. That whole scene was so fucking uncomfortable. Well, so the toenails, though, it does look like are used to feed some of his pets, which are part of the medical oh, yeah. that's, equipment. Uh, so you're right. That makes it less disgusting. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. No, I'm saying that's that's still <laughs> technically like the scraping his tongue thing. I got nothing. But the trimming the toenails is part of his duty. If it's part of feeding <laughs> his animal <laughs> that is used as medical equipment, so it's not on company time. It is company work. Do it in your own fucking quarters. Yeah, do you it in your room, miscreant. that's for sure. Yeah, that's the thing, especially Bring if you them have... with you to feed to your locusts and shit. Does especially he have a if you actually, have... I was wondering that. He does. We saw it when he was locked, when he was confined oh, yeah, when he was hibernating. Oh. oh, no, not the hibernating. The, the confined to quarters when the Sulaban had the ship taken over. Okay. Right, right, right. He does, yes. Well, he, he does have quarters. Okay. Because I couldn't, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, when he hibernated, wasn't sick me? Does this man have a room? Because he doesn't need to sleep. No, he did. He hibernated in his room. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. he wasn't in sick bay hibernating. They had to go to his his room and wake him up there. Well, yeah. it looks like he's got a real closet of a room, so maybe he can't bend far enough to uh, trim his toenails there. Mm. I mean, the reality of it is it was just because whoever wrote this episode thought it would be hilarious. And it was very not. It was just unpleasant. gross. It was, really it was just, gross. it just made him seem like an asshole. Because here's the thing, as much as, you know, Archer is the worst, and all of his, you know, getting, getting on his high horsey about, like, I, I refuse to apologize because my dog's sick, because my dog happened to get sick, oh dear. It is actually, like, his one redeeming thing that he cares about the dog so much that he wants to be with the dog, and I get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, that's kind of an actually sympathetic trait in Archer that he wants to be with the dog. Right. What's different, too, with this episode is, like, pretty much everyone, well, okay, not everyone, but... All the focal people. Even Trip is like, Captain, stop being a prick. Huh? You know, and normally Trip's right there with him, like, yeah, fuck it. But he's like, Captain, just Cap, Cap, Captain, Jesus Christ, Captain. Like, I'm kind of yeah, hoping the yeah. whole, because I feel like the way Archer f made me feel in this episode is how he always makes you feel, Ames. Like, I have a higher tolerance for his aggravating bullshit. But this one, I'm just like, God, stop it. And I'm sort of hoping <laughs> maybe the whole point of this episode is like, now he's going to fucking chill out in general going forward, maybe. maybe. Probably not. I don't remember, but hopefully... But you don't even have Florida yeah. Man on your side in this this one, John. So come on, <laughs> Florida Man. <laughs> I thought he was from the Bayou. Is the Bayou in Florida? I thought the Bayou was in Louisiana. I don't know, but he's from Florida. Either way, why is he eating catfish? 
Because I, I think I said you this once before. You can eat catfish wherever you want. But also, again, I think in reality, they say he's from Florida, but the writers just treat him as pan-Southern. Like, he's yeah, every no, Southern stereotype in one person. Yeah, because he doesn't even seem that Floridian. He just seems like a good old boy. Yeah. But hopefully without the racism, you know? Well. No, that's Archer. Well, he's a speciesist. I don't know if that, you know. I mean, it's the same, but it's different. I'm going to say alien races. Fair enough. I accept your terms. Getting on to, like, the one good thing. Uh, so far, because I know we talked about how Prada the Beagle is out and Breezy the Beagle is in. Mm. And so far, Breezy is nailing it. Glad except except when they had to get that, that kind of model of a dog, that kind of dog puppet thing. Not as good as a puppet, but... When was this? Most of the ep- time the dog is a puppet. Oh, I genuinely In this episode. Yeah, that, that explains how they were able to keep it so, uh, still... Mm. I, I kind of wondered that. I was like, is that really a dog? Cause that dog is not moving. Yeah, I guess there was a lot of concern that, you know, as an animal performer, she couldn't have her trainer in the room for a lot of the scenes with her because, like, in the decon room, not enough room for her handler to be in there with her. Mm. And when she's, like, in the fucking plastic box, she's there oh, by yeah. herself. Yeah, that would have been awful. So it's like they, they, they do a lot of like training with her to like, okay, you have to be as still as possible in the, bo- in the box because you're supposed to be sick. And this is, you know, a dog who wants to play and, and jump around and stuff. It's like, no, no, you stay there. And I guess they, this is a cute note that I wrote down. Her trainer, Scott Rowe and Breezy, practiced the leap into, an, uh, into arms for a while. Uh, and there was concern that she wouldn't do it for Bacula because she was used to doing it with her trainer. And but, because she hates Bacula on the show. <laughs> but they, but she jumped into Bacula's arms and licked his face because they smeared food on his face <laughs> for her to lick off. <laughs> so good on you, Breezy. It's uh, pretty amazing that even the dog is like, eh, I could, I could use... <laughs> What's my motivation in this scene to kiss Bacula's face? Oh, food? <laughs> So I feel like we've been avoiding the T'Pol stuff. Uh, oh, God. But boy, how about that? Why? First of all, why? Why Berman is why. Yeah, yeah why Berman? But uh, no, but what I mean is like, why? Why is everyone so interested in how much everyone else is or is not fucking? I couldn't tell you. Berman. Berman is the answer. I mean, Fox does say that he has an interest in like interspecies. Mating. Mating. I feel like he talks about that in another episode. You know, yeah, someone Cutler someone should tell him that, like, in human society, we don't talk openly about our weird fetishes with our coworkers. Maybe we you do know? by the 22nd century. Absolutely not. I know we don't. You can tell they're more uptight than we are. I just, you know, I just feel like, oh, yes, I would love to watch a Vulcan and a human mate. It's just like, sir, go to Pornhub. I'm sure. <laughs> sure, it's still around. And I'm sure it's got all the freaky shit you want. Just just get away. Yeah, and also him kind of like psychologizing Archer and being like, oh, I see. You're so like infatuated with T'Pol's impression of you because you're into her. And he's like, no, it's because A, she's my XO. So I kind of need to be on the same page as my literal first officer. And B... I'm, you know, in an emotional state because my dog is in is at death's door right now, and you're reading into bullshit that you shouldn't. And he does it for the rest of the episode until Archer has a dream about it, and we see some side boob. But I'm like, God damn it! 
Granted, it was nice side boob, but still. Yeah, they I was we- going to say it. It's always a b- it's always bad when you have to like have mixed feelings about good side boob. It's like, oh, I love I love the side boob, but I hate everything else about this. Mm. Thanks a lot, Berman, you scum. And what was the deal with the running on the treadmill scene? Uh, I think, I don't know. I think I kind of, uh, well, maybe that's okay. Was that Get, like, like to, was, was the, was, well, so at first I was going to say that I thought it was just like a dick measuring contest and that Archer was trying not to be like overshadowed by her, even though, uh, as a Vulcan, she has superior physiology. But the more I think about it, like, was the increasing of speed meant to be like a metaphor for like it was actually the approach of the approach of orgasm or something no but like (laughs) really you know i'm listen not all my ideas are good none of most of them are not no there is something like i could thank you ames you know that that is a frequent uh i feel like you increase in speed is someone used as a often used as a metaphor in that situation plus like it gets your blood pumping faster and your breathing is heavier i mean these are all things that i certainly associate with uh Love making. <laughs> Gross. And I Archer wish I has that. to win. He has to win at love making. And so Paul shuts him down. Good for her. Yeah. But then, like, it sort of seems like at the end, when they actually, like, talk about it without talking about it, that she's like, yes, I too would like to fuck, but not now. Not us. Not here. <laughs> you know? The, like- the impression I mostly got was not us. <laughs> like. <laughs> But not with you, ever, please. But it sort of seemed to me that she was expressing, like, yes, uh, things have been distracting lately between us, waggles, eyebrows, but, like, no thank you now. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I think it could still just be her being like, yeah, no, I, you're obviously a little horny. I'm not. Please go away. I just, uh, you know, I just had hoped that by the 22nd century, like, women wouldn't have to be, like, sparing men's feelings to get them to stop pursuing them sexually. But... Nope, but this is 2002, so not yet. Yeah, that was a future too grand to imagine. (laughs) Women as people. (laughs) Good joke. Oh, God. Better joke than any of Phlox's jokes. Oh, my God. And then he does that fucking dumb smile again. Oh, the dumb smile. Oh, God, and when Archer, like, does those... What did he, did he call them denobulin slips of the tongue or something stupid? Yes, instead of Freudian, yeah. Yes, it's like, oh, oh, like, you said breast when you didn't mean to. Oh my god, and not, I have not seen, okay, the only time I have seen a less, like, subtle tongue slip type of thing is, has anybody seen the Will Smith Wild Wild West film? Oh, not in ages. Because oh, there's that this scene thing. where she, he and Kevin Klein are discussing the lady who has joined them. And one of them says like, yeah, she's really a breast of fresh air. Oh, I mean, a breath of fresh ass. Oh, <laughs> and like that, like that one might still be first place. But my God, this one's giving it a run for its money. Yeah, that was that was rough. That was real bad. Uh, if I told you you had a nice body, would you hold it against me? Oh, like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I, I was deeply offended. I was deeply offended by that scene. <laughs> so it's mad. so childish, too, because someone wrote this is the other part of it. Yeah, someone, someone wrote this shit. Someone wrote it, and then someone else said, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Leave that in. Like, there must have been a script editor that was like, No, it yeah, was Berman. You know? Oh, yeah. 
He's like, yep, that can get my dick hard. Let's ah. move forward. <laughs> bad. Just bad. Awful. Really awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was- a breath of fresh ass. Thank you, Kevin <laughs> Klein. I wrote in my notes, do we need any of this Flock's backstory? But I forget what that was in reference to. Oh, he was talking about his family. Honestly, I'd have rather an episode about his what happened between him and two of his however many kids. Oh, we get it eventually, though. We do? Oh, I oh, forgot good. about that. Mm, yeah. Because uh, it sort of feels like everything goes with his people based on him, so you would think. But actually, though, that's a good question, though. Like, is he actually a fucking weirdo outlier? Because he's like... I don't want to be at home. I want to go hang with all these other people. Like, is that just how his people are? Or is that just how he is? And he's the weirdo. Like, maybe he's It's kind of like uh, when the Puritans had to leave England because they were too weird for <laughs> England. It's like, was he just so weird that they were like, you know what? Maybe you should go like chill with, I don't know, fuck humans or something. Uh, it, it wasn't just England. The Puritans were too Christian for 17th century Europe as a whole, which yeah. is fucking terrifying. Well, and what if Phlox is the is is the the uh, Nobulin Pilgrim? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if they were too Christian so much as they were the wrong kind of Christian. Yeah, well, you know. Well, Uh, this won't send me down a rabbit hole trying to figure out if they've ever established firmly how long Denobulans live, and it doesn't look like it. But the impression is like a while. So he also might be, you know, older than he appears. Like. He's probably supposed to be older than John Billingsley, but in the Denobulan sense is like kind of the Denobulan equivalent of however old John Billingsley is, you know, but is actually like 70. But that's fine because Denobulans live to 200 or something. Hmm. Why are we bringing this up? Because uh, like if you live a lot longer, like maybe you get creepier. Take, no, just taking a while to kind of fuck off in space for a bit isn't necessarily as weird. Oh, I didn't get that connection. I got you now. Yeah, that's what I was building to when I forgot to actually say it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris connected the dots in his brain, but not on the not on the podcast. That happens far too often, which is why people normally have to nudge me to finish the thought. <laughs> but also, I do like the idea that yes, the the older you get, the weirder you get. So when species start to live a really long time, it's just. Send them away. It's like what we do in the shadows. The vampires just all live so fucking long. They get deeply strange. <laughs> yep. And they're entirely oblivious about it. Yep. Yep. Bat. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly caught me off guard. And for a second, weirdly, even though I'm the one that brought up the fucking show, I thought you were jumping to the scene with the bat again. Bat. <laughs> the bat was form. cute. It was bluish, right? Cute little thing. Grayish, bluish. Even the the kind of hawk puppet thing. Yeah, the puppet was It was a nicely made puppet. It was, it was. I mean, it was silly and took too long, but it was was a cute puppet. But Mm. uh, in the CG, even, for a TV CG of the early 2000s, was pretty good. Yeah, that's why I don't see how this episode could have possibly been cheap, given all the CG, and just, like, doing Flox's face uh, (sighs) with the tongue and the smile. Yeah, yeah. The bat chainsaw <laughs> yeah but you also have only a couple guest stars yeah it's true well yeah I but feel still like- i mean since it was still so early cg was probably wicked expensive yeah i don't know do they just keep von armstrong on retainer at this point <laughs> he's probably yeah they probably like he probably gets a regular 
salary from the show. Oh, I did read that from here on on, he's going to mostly be human-shaped. Human. I think he, does he pretty much just play Forrest from from here on out, I think, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Still time to bring him back. Yeah, why not? I know I say this all the time, but get him on Prodigy. Get everyone on Prodigy. Get me on Prodigy. Get more Prodigy on Prodigy. I did just see a headline today that production has wrapped on season two, so... Yay! Hopefully released sooner than later? I guess I thought that they had already finished production on season two, which is why it was so stupid they weren't going to release it. No, they were a good ways through it, but it wasn't quite done. Gotcha. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that that it's going to happen because I it's just it yeah. was so good. It was it's the best Star Trek we've had in a long time, man. And I'm legitimately looking forward to getting there. Not looking forward to going through everything we have to go through to get to it, but looking forward to getting to it. You like show. you like enough of Discovery. Yeah, like the first season. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it better on second watch. Maybe I'll like it less on second maybe, watch. Maybe, yeah, maybe discussing it will bring out something interesting at the very, very least. There's yeah. always that hope. We'll find we'll find another we'll great find running out. gag <laughs> out I'm of al- fucking nowhere. I'm already looking forward to the fire tubes. <laughs> oh, fucking so fire stupid. tubes. So stupid. Oh, yeah. So dumb. Oh, I I, they're so dumb and they make me they so just happy. They belch fire <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of the bridge. Dumbest thing. <laughs> I don't know. That that sounds like uh, exactly what you would want in your. Wait a minute. You can't have a tube belching fire, isn't it? Like a f- like a like highly oxygenated atmosphere. Shouldn't it just blow up the whole ship if they're doing that? I don't know what the implication was because they're never explained. danger. It was oh, it's there's true. danger. That's why there's was, fire. Like, I thought it was like oh, we're being we're under attack, so we're gonna release excess energy as fire directly these- into the. Pr- yeah, who, who the fuck knows? Okay, it was just stupid. It looked stupid. Well, you know, it was fuck a little it. bit. It was a little chilly in there anyway, so they just figured. Oh, two birds, one stone. Eh? Wait, that reminds me of something I meant to bring up with dead stop. Okay. That did one thing. I was like, wait, what the fuck? The room with all the the, the alien bodies. Cool. Why was it dusty? Cause some of the aliens had been there a long time. This super advanced spaceship can't dust itself. I mean. They, the whole place was kind of, like, behind the the veneer, it was all kind of grody looking. So it clearly only gives a shit about keeping the publicly accessible areas clean. Yeah, good point. I retract my frustration. Yeah, yeah. It's like Spectre of the Gun, where it's like, yeah, we have the wall out front, so it looks like we have a full fucking West Town here. Just don't go behind it, because there's nothing. <laughs> there, was, there was an episode I didn't expect to get brought up, but yeah, there we go. I like it. <laughs> I like that episode. It's a good episode. It's a it's an episode. <laughs> Doc is great in it. <laughs> hey, you know who was in TOS? Diana Moldar. <laughs> Weird. Okay, that's an interesting segue. Hey, you know who's a better physician than Flox? Catherine literally, <laughs> literally everyone who's been in this show that claimed to be a doctor. Oh, I fucked up. Did you not do oh, Pulaski this week, Jay? I thought you, we were doing did you Crusher. Pl- oh, I thought you said. <laughs> I Fuck. thought you were going to say that you thought we were doing Argyle. <laughs> no, I thought we were doing Crusher. Fuck. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Jake. I shouldn't have to remind you people every week, though. Well, oh. here's here's the thing. It's okay if you don't remind me. I don't do the pre-work anyway, but the, <laughs> but the rest of them, they need to know. <laughs> we, look, I'm sorry, we, I'm sorry we Ince, I love other you people. so much. Give me some time here. We all get one week. There was the time I thought we were doing ah. Chekhov when we did Uhura. Jake gets this one. 
Ames and Caitlin still have theirs in the bank. I don't know. I just decide what one we're doing, so. That's true. The chances of you fucking up are exceptionally slim. Or you fucked it up at one point and just uh, decided to run with it, and we just believed you. Yes, that's what it was. That's, it is actually Crusher Week, but I li I'm lying. It's But we're actually going to do Pulaski, because on our great Spotlight character series that's going on over on the blog, which I'm sure you've all checked out like myriad times right now, follow us and do the whole thing. We've been going character by character, and this week we're going to be doing Dr. Pulaski, who, though only in the show for a season, we still have a good number of, of moments that I'm sure we can refer to. Starting with Chris or Caitlin, because Jake forgot. I'll go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm gonna say Chris. We wanna start uh, top or bottom? St top. We always start top. Okay. Her, her sort of weird fondness for Klingon culture, to the extent that she was gonna, like, take an injection to survive, hopefully, a Klingon tea ceremony that should have been completely poisonous to her. Oh, she did have that tea. She yeah, did, she yeah. Tea. But she had to, like, get a special injection, and, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm me, I'd have been like, like, I don't care if there's an injection that could maybe keep me from dying. This is too risky. Like, her, they're, they're, if she'd stuck around, I would love to have seen the writers build on their relationship, because in that one scene, the two of them had really good, like, back and forth. Her and Dorn. Yes, we are both warriors in our own regard. Yeah, that that could have been uh, something interesting, even if that is from an otherwise abysmal episode. Yeah, uh, they were the highlight. I remember. In um, was that up the long ladder? Unfortunately. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Drek in that episode, but Pulaski was a highlight. Putting herself in extraordinary danger, which almost did kill her in um. Unnatural selection. Is that the one with the super aging? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. That's weird. That's well, a weird it, choice, Chris. It was, a, it was you know, it, uh, there may have been a better way to do it, but hey, she risked herself. Good for her. Look, it's hard to think of nice things to say about this woman. She's well, mostly it's very to, easy. She's a, she's a great character. I, the problem is I mostly remember her just being terrible to Data. So, yeah. like, even when I looked her up, I was like, oh, yeah, she did that. Oh, yeah, she did that. It what was my other one. She let... Well, you could argue whether or not this is a good thing, but I guess it was nice of her. She let Picard be difficult about his heart. She let Picard... Explain. She let him go off to get the surgery somewhere else when she probably would have been well within her rights to just be like, I'm the ship surgeon, we're doing it now, fuck you. But she let him go off and be all, you know, macho about it and hide and it blew up in his face anyway. What was that episode called? Fuck. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh... Picard and Wesley's Magical Road Trip. Is it Samaritan Snare? Yes, thank you. That's right. Weird choices, Chris. How about you, Caitlin? You have some weird choices? Probably. So, I actually kind of was taking the opposite <clears throat> side of stuff with the, uh, Picard's heart surgery thing. She actually... I think was trying to meet him halfway when she said they would do it on the ship. Cause I think he like really didn't want to have to go off and leave to do it. So I sort of felt like her being like, we could do it right here. I thought that was kind of cool, but he told her to stuff it. So whatever. Speaking of stuffed, she was stuffed by stuffed with crumpets yeah! by uh, Moriarty, which uh, I love thereby giving me one of my favorite, um, really weird terms for the sex. <laughs> and uh god and speaking of sex definitely banged riker's dad yes. we didn't see it but we got to sort of hear about it mm -hmm. oh and she flirted with him all that episode long yep Love that her. was sweet mm. 
All right, Jake, you, are you on the correct doctor yet? Yeah, I got it. I got them. They, yeah, they were easy to come up with. Um, so the first two, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'll just say what they were: tea and crumpets. Those are the first two. Tea party with Worf. Crumpet party with Moriarty. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, and for the third one, I'm gonna say. Uh, I think it was in Contagion when uh, the ship's all fucked up and people are hurt and, and the rest of the medical staff's like, what the fuck do we do? She's like, you use a fucking splint, Bojo. Yeah, oh, she does. She's she's like she's like the one doctor in Starfleet that knows how to do doctor stuff without an iPad or whatever. So, good on her. Those are good. I like those. Uh, I have a bunch more good, uh, good Pulaski moments. Standing up for Sarjenka's people and pen pals when Picard was like, nah, let him die. And she's like, what? <laughs> no. I have a little thing called the Hippocratic Oath, and I say I want them all to be my patients. Thank you very much. And I like that about her. It was, a very, it was a very bonesy moment. What else have I got? I've got, oh, it was very sweet the way that she rooted for Data in peak performance when he beat Kolrami. Or when he tied with Kolrami. I like that. Uh, and the last one I'm going to bring up is uh, technically not canon, but I think deserves a menchie. And that's uh, Caitlin's fanfic, The Pulaski Maneuver. <laughs> one of the best Pulaski things I've ever heard. Check it out. It's on our <laughs> Tumblr. It's a great fanfic that Caitlin wrote for one of our fanfic challenges that I felt like bringing up today. Wow, dude, I'm blown away. Thank you. No, I, I love that one. I would have used that too. <laughs> well, you guys also overlapped on a bunch of my other ones, so. Fair enough. Wow. Well, well, now that I know that our own fanfics are fair game. <laughs> You're like, I love the time that Pulaski sucked my dick in that fanfic I wrote. <laughs> Sorry. All right, bottoming out. Uh, they're all kind of the same thing. <laughs> the Data's name scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where Silence has lease, where she repeatedly calls Data it. Does she? Oh, I missed that. I kind of forgot about it, but I was looking her up and I found a clip on YouTube. She is like brutal. It's like, holy shit. And to a lesser extent, I guess technically he's my number three. Uh, yeah, like Jordy gave the order, but Pulaski pushed everything into motion that would eventually create Moriarty because she was being all like, Data couldn't solve one that isn't already written. He's a dumb machine with no imagination. Wow. She really didn't, so, she really summary, didn't care for Data. So in being shitty to Data. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But in three very distinct, awful ways. Well... Some of us came up with more than one bad thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, obviously, I also said she was addicted to data because she so was. But uh, she does eventually kind of come around, which is nice. But yeah, she's kind of an asshole. Data. But she had That's an arc. Name. The arc is what mattered. That's true. That's true. Pulaski shot first. <laughs> um, uh, she's, uh, I know this is probably just mostly meant to be a nod to McCoy, but I still think it's stupid. She's afraid of transporters. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah come up with your own thing, lady. That's a Bones thing. Well, and I just, like, it just feels like by the 24th century, like, I don't know. I, phobias don't have to make sense. I guess I just feel like, why are you in Starfleet? You're just gonna, you know, inconvenience everyone with, like, needing shuttles and shit. So, I don't know. Um, and the third thing I have is, uh, although it's true that she and, um, she and Worf are butteroos about tea... It seems like she's kind of racist about Klingons in general. She, like, doesn't want to eat their gross food, and she thinks that they're kind of barbaric and savage. That's all. So she's a, uh, what do you call it, a... Selective. Racist. 
Yeah, racist. No, but like a um, when you're uh, open to racism of all kinds. Equal opportunity racist. <laughs> Sorry, do you remember where that comes up, Caitlin, just so I can find it when I'm writing the post? Uh, I will look into it for you right Thank now. Thank you, my dear. I will say in her defense, I feel like in general, a lot of people are a little freaked out by Klingon food. Yeah, I wonder what she thinks of the Ferengi. Actually, she probably loves the Ferengi, just to, just to spice things up. Well, <laughs> she loved a particular Ferengi once. <laughs> uh, down to no, their no, knees. that's Slovaksana Troy you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh. How about you, Jake? Did you love a particular Ferengi, Ferengi once? All the time. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble coming up with three, but I have two. The first one is already been mentioned twice, and that's that's being shitty to date at this beginning. Yep, um, yep, yep. Because, yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, specifically, I, I would say the, the name scene was the one I had in mind. Um, you know, and well, I what's know, the you difference, know, get, Pulaski, really? <laughs> one is my name and one is fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like... I, again, I know what they were, they were again trying to do the bones thing and try to do like a data bones thing or a, a, a Spock and bones thing with with data and her, but it didn't really work. Yeah, it was uh, weird when she kept calling him a green blooded hobgoblin. <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense in context. The other one I was going to say is um, the unceremonious murdering of the clones. Yeah. Which again, like, yeah, sure. They, 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 they deserve to die because they were monsters, but. Um, but she didn't yeah, even ask permission. She just went no, over with like, Riker and what? Let's just, let's just kill these motherfuckers. No, um, better to uh, ask forgiveness. Uh, man, those are the only two I was able to come up with on uh, such short notice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did actually, when I was looking into this, I, I read someone's point about Pulaski and again, trying to do the like bone Spock thing. The problem with it, the reason it doesn't work is because the very nature of Data's character and personality is he can't give back. Like Bones and Spock can spar. Yeah. Yeah. Data can't Data, spar. Data is the ultimate straight man character. Yeah. Well, the other, but I guess on the same token, Data also can't get offended or hurt by right. the, the shitty things she says. So, But it's, yeah, but we as the audience can get offended on his behalf. So it's like... It just doesn't work the same way just because of that. Hmm. All right, I've got one that I'm not sure if it belongs on the good list or the bad list. I'll let you guys decide because at the moment it's on the bad list. But it's actually a good thing she does. It's just that the show at this point was doing it wrong. Mm. And that's the way that she saves Riker in Shades of Grey. But it was just the most boring scene in the world. <laughs> Makes him have a bunch of flashbacks? Makes him have a bunch of flashbacks. Just does like the, oh, I see he's experiencing emotions. Troy, help out. And Troy's like, ah, oh, he definitely is. It's a good use of her character, but it was shit. Yeah, so I don't know yeah. where it belongs. So it's probably I mean, going to land here in the bad pile. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The treatment of Riker isn't bad. Like... I still would say that that episode is, it's not great. The fact that it's a clip show is terrible, but eh, it's not the worst yeah, no, thing. They, they, like, it's main offense is being lazy and a yeah. money saver. Like, that's way less offensive than someone took effort to create something that was bad. Oh, like, like a night in sickbay, you say. Well, I was going to say code of <laughs> honor, but that too. Man, they if they made a night in sick bay a flashback, but all the uh, uh, clip show episode, but all the clips were flashbacks that 
Porthos was having. Best episode Top yet. marks. <laughs> Top marks. But instead, it's actually just uh, flashbacks of every time Flock stole something off of somebody's uh, plate oh, no. or, or made people uncomfortable. That would have been great if they just fully recreated scenes from his perspective. So it's in black and white and all the human species just kind of garbled. Like and you, you could, just and you mostly just see people's feet. Yeah, you know you can occasionally go, rrr, rrr, Porthos, rrr, 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 cheese, rrr, 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 rrr. blah blah blah. Good boy. <laughs> that would have been amazing. I would oh watch no, this actually, even better. It's actually just um, Charlie Brown trombone nose, noises. You know, yes. the whole time. Want 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 cheese. Want want want. Good boy, Porthos. Want want want. Anyway, Ames had another yeah, sorry. one. Oh, sorry, I do have a couple Ames. more. Uh, getting back on the treating Data like a like a inhuman being as she does. In The Child, when Troy Ooh. is whelping a baby, she was all like, no, we can't have Data in here because he's an android and he's all, he doesn't understand things. And Troy's <laughs> like, let him grab. <laughs> Go ahead. Troy's sorry. like, I, he has my permission. Let, let, let Data be in here, please. Thank you. She's Rude. like, no, but she'll grab your baby by the leg and smash it against the wall. He's an android. He doesn't know better. He has no idea. <laughs> uh, even though Chris kind of sort of put it on his good list, I can't quite tell. I'm going to say uh, getting herself fucking contaminated in unnatural selection because whatever thing she thought she was doing was not at all safe. <laughs> I mean, she did treat treat them, though. Like it was it was a wild and crazy idea. But she did manage to treat the treat them, right? Was that what was happening? I thought it was just getting them off that planet. I think ultimately she has to find a cure, doesn't she? She was trying to figure out if the children were the cause of the disease. No, at the the beginning, they didn't know the children were. Yeah, but she she I recall. Yeah, she she. Well, okay. so the irresponsible, stupid thing was taking the this child that was in stasis out of stasis so that she could study him. Yeah. But she, after but she being did it, in a, on a planet where everyone had a disease where they but died. She did it in, in the shuttlecraft yeah. away from the ship, which was that's the, the top thing. marks thing. Yeah. That's the good part of, of her decision there is yeah, that was only sacrificing herself. That was my yeah. point. Yeah. Was that she was okay, willing that to take, I agree with that. She was willing to take a risk. If maybe she could have thought of a better way but the fact she's like, this is going to be risky, so just me. Yeah, and then, like, the, the, it's a transporter fix, right? That it was is, the cure, yeah. was run everybody through the transporter. Mm-hmm. So she had to face her greatest fear. True. I call that a strength. Mm. <laughs> I actually, so I want to say, I, I wasn't sure where to put this one, so it's on neither of my lists. It's it's Schrodinger's moment. Oh, I bet it's the same <laughs> one that I don't know where to put either. No, it's one that's already come up. Fucking oh, Riker's okay, dad. Because, like, on the one he hand... Was co- he was consent- consentful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, hey, you get it. But at the same time, oh, you could have done better, I'm sure. It's Riker's dad. He's the worst. Yeah, that guy's uh, here's, a prick. Okay, but here's the thing. She's been married three times. She has done better. She probably just had an itch that needed scratching. And no, here's I the know. thing. I just wanted Riker's, to make fun of Riker's dad. Riker's dad isn't her dad. Being a dad and being a, a, a boyfriend are entirely True. different skill sets. True, he could be a... He much- could be a great boyfriend. He could. He could. I just wanted to make fun of Riker's dad. Honestly, get it. Get it, Pulaski. All right, here's the other one that I don't know which pile to put it in. Doing the mind wipe on Sarjenka. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, one. I wasn't sure about, like, 
Yeah, I I was similarly like, that's why I just avoided it. I was like, I don't mm. know, I got nothing. Because it is yeah. horrifying, but also, and, I, and I'm not sure how necessary it actually was, but it also got them around the Prime Directive situation. Yeah. Yeah, I was similarly mm-hmm. just like, not sure what to do with it. Well, see that. See if I put it on both li- both lists over on the Tumblr. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's very so, likely. So even having the relationship with Sarjenka was on my data bad list. I think it was. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so I think wiping the memory was the least they could do to to fix rectify it. That. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Cleaning up after this random automatons nonsense. <laughs> Fucking data. <laughs> It did something wrong again. <laughs> oh, God, it. That's just so. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's real bad, that scene. I, I, I saw a clip of it. It's just like, oh, God, I forgot all about it. Jesus Christ. I mean, she wouldn't be the first because I'm pretty sure. Maddox was uh, doing Maddox it. Maddox does place. that, too. Well, yeah, we say, hate that Maddox, time too. That, say, remember that time that Starfleet was trying to be like, OK, well, we're going to take our robot now because we own him. Yeah, no, that, so, that, you know, yeah. But it's weird to have it be one of the regulars, not some well, villain of the week. Uh, special guest star Diana Mulder. Sorry, thank sorry, you yes, very much. Yes. Yeah, honest, and honestly, like my uh, unofficial fourth thing that is bad is that she doesn't stay. Obviously, but oh, uh, that's a good point. It's not that she had any say in it. I'm sure, or maybe she did. Maybe she was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, but I'm not sure. I, but I kind of doubt heard, it. I've seen like interviews with her where she was like. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like working on that show. I remember yeah. her being really <laughs> not into doing all the makeup she had to do for Unnatural Selection and being like, oh, if this is Ooh. what I have to put up with, because, you know, they will make me do makeup like this again because everyone does it at some point. Yeah, I but also, wanna... I, I, I don't blame her too either because, again, second season, we're still in that Chaos on the Bridge era. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, like, I mean, that was the reason fucking crusher left for a season was because what a fucking disaster it was behind the scenes so the fact that they got her back is no small miracle i imagine yeah yeah but then gates is coming back like she's doing for us next week oh fuck a segue so jake will already be prepared because next week we're moving on to our other cmo of the enterprise d uh beverly crusher so definitely come back for us talking about that next week oh yeah fucking a ghost I, so this is what I love our pod. I love our podcast. This is the only place that uh, Pulaski ever came in bo- ahead of Crusher, since everybody <laughs> hates her so much. <laughs> yes, I, I. Someone posted about her the other day on uh, one of the Star Trek groups on Facebook, and I was like, she was like the best character on that show, and like a whole bunch of people were like, "What the fuck drugs are you on?" And I was like, "Well, that's I, fine." Uh, any kind of Star Trek group, you can say anything, and people lose their tiny minds. Yeah, just stay on a wholesome posting. It's mostly better I over think, there. Yeah, wholesome posting is not bad. Yeah. Anyway, sorry you were taking you were jaking us out. But what you should do is follow our Facebook page. Ooh. Oh, great segue. Follow us on the Tumblr uh, sshbpodcast.com, where Ames will be putting up our little you know our, our character moments like Pulaski and uh, previously to that there were our fanfics and. Uh, season rankings we recently ranked season one that was a time so yes and join us next week when we will be discussing marauders and the seventh until then this has been chris this has been ames 
This has been Caitlin. And this is your friend Jake. Jakey boy. Jake, I demand you apologize. I piss on your tree. Ah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh. oh, God. My dang, sacred tree. Dang it, Jake, and we, we need that transwarp doodly what's. Did you call him Jakin? I did. Jakin? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Ah, oh, ten points, my God. Jake, what the fuck? What? Were you just scratching yourself? <laughs> well, you were though, right? That was something was super audible that sounded like scratching. No, well, it doesn't matter anyway. If you can hear it, this is the mic that I'm recording on, and then this Jakey two mics over oh, here. Oh, yeah. Joe, old Jakey two mics. Hey, He's forget about it. Got one mic him. for bodily functions and one mic for talking into. Oh yep. boy, that's the special ass mic. <laughs> More information than I needed. Uh, the great frown on Chris's face. Just we have then. multi-track recording. It's because Chris is going to have to listen to this later. <laughs> this might be He's... the end credits, depending upon you know what else we say tonight. Oh boy! Insert scratching sound. Well, anywho. <laughs> <laughs>